Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. I know we have our first accusation of industrial espionage in college football this okay. season. You may remember Rich Rodriguez. He's now the coach at Jacksonville State. Oh, okay. And he claims, ahead of their game this weekend with Stephen F. Austin, that Stephen F. Austin sent a spy with a camera to watch them practice. He said this in a press conference. This is not innuendo. This is not message board guy. The head coach at JSU said this. He's the head coach. Yes. Yes. Okay. He claimed that is what happened. So... All of a sudden, I'm interested in the post-game handshake at Stephen F. Austin-Jacksonville State game on Saturday. Now, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Stephen F. Austin's been pretty good in recent yep. years. Well, uh, JSU hasn't been bad. No, I'm just, I, but I don't think they necessarily need... And look, where is Jacksonville State? Alabama. No, it's not that far away. Um, All right. They sent a spy, have, You know apparently. what? When do they play? Saturday? Uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's this week. Yeah, it's okay. week zero they All play. Right. Yeah. Hey, sign me up. I'll, I'll watch that game. That'll be fun. I didn't realize Rich Rod was uh, head coaching. And he was like the OC at like ULM or something. Mm-hmm. No, They play at 2.30 Saturday afternoon. On on CBS? Now, I'm not quite sure where this will be available. This may be an ESPN Pluser. Yeah, we saw you may the, have to go hunt this one we down. We saw the Rock and CBS uh, Sports Network uh, package this hey, week. Hey! What? Good news. Yeah. It's on Big ESPN. Shut your face. That's what it says right here. When? Saturday at 2.30. It's the 2.30 game? Yeah. Yeah. In Montgomery. They're playing. Uh, okay. Well, now we have a reason to watch this yeah, game. Yeah, I'll watch for that. For the post-game handshake. That's a hell of a lot more interesting <laughs> than anything else that's going on on Saturday. Yeah. All right. A little FCS kickoff action Saturday afternoon. I'll give that a whirl. Yeah. Why not? It's better than Canadian football. Or preseason NFL. So, yeah, we have our first confirmed case of industrial espionage in college football in 2022. Okay. I love it. And, and again, I'm just amazed we've arrived at the place. See, these kind of cockamamie theories used to only exist in message boards. Now you have a sitting head coach. A pretty good program in FCS. Just throwing it out there, just lobbing the grenade out there. Yeah, they said a kind of spy on us. Look, you can make an argument that Rich Rodriguez is the single most important person in college football history. There is an argument to be made for this. Rich Rodriguez, when he was at West Virginia, took the Alabama job and then rescinded to go back to West Virginia, and Alabama hired Nick Saban. If he takes that job, Alabama never happens. 07 West Virginia had... Pat White, yep. Steve Slayton, mm-hmm. all those yep. guys. Yep. Pat McAfee kicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Saban never happens. Yeah. And then what? Well, and then um, he goes to Michigan, and they lose the open at Appalachian State. Yeah, that was. Hey, look, I well, that was 07. This would have been 06. He had now, Lloyd Carr lost to, to Appalachian he State. He did. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a Rich Rod game. No, no, that was 07. Right. Uh, that was the opener in 07. I was in a bar in Indy. Well, in Indiana. Because uh, I want to get fined. Uh, I was in a and boy. You want to talk about some happy people that day, man. Uh, watching Michigan lose right. to yeah. Appy State yeah. that that was a good day. That was Lloyd Carr. Mm-hmm. Well, that helped yeah. uh, cook well, his they, goose. Yeah. The next year they tried they tried to go to the spread and it was just a mess. Well, it was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. It was an absolute disaster. Well, again, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, or not not Steve Sarkeesian, Rich Rodriguez. This is my system. This is what we're going to do. They didn't have any of the people to do that. And, of course, in two years, he's out. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's, and, you know, it's a big game of what if. But if he, if he takes that job, Saban never comes to Alabama. Let me go back. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees doesn't uh, separate his shoulder. Well, yeah. He signs a free agent deal with the Miami Dolphins. Right. Saban stays in the Culpepper, NFL, wins yeah. two Super Bowls, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, more. Saban, Saban chose... Dante Culpepper, who was an all-pro for a couple of years. Uh, chose well, they Dante had Culpepper. questions about Drew Brees coming yeah. off that injury. Yeah, they did. How'd that work? Well, he went to New Orleans, and, and, uh, and they and won a Super Bowl. Did they do anything down they, there? They, they did They did a lot. They did a lot of complaining, yeah. but they also won a bunch of games. But, too. I mean, that that was a done deal. I mean, he was he was the guy. And yeah. then uh, he went back to West Virginia, and, you know, and then <laughs> we've gotten this. Yeah. Well, Nate says Saban would have come here. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> 
You know what? You know what likely happens. Zach loves your blind homerism, so bring it in. What, at li- what likely happens is that Saban goes to Michigan. Mich- that Michigan job came over the neck came open the next year. Yeah, and that, that would have worked. Yeah, I mean he's an Ohio guy. You know, he's from where? Where did he go? Kent State. He went to Kent State. Kent State yeah, something. Grew like up that. in West Virginia. Yeah, Michigan probably would have come calling. Who knew West Virginia was the key to everything? Well, and that, that's where honestly, hold on, back up. What if Saban? What if Rich Rod goes to Michigan as as he did, and Saban goes to West Virginia, which is his home state? Yeah, yeah, he's from West Virginia. Oh, now he, Andrew Hutchinson, former sports writer of the year, says if Rich Rod doesn't go to Michigan, does Arkansas get Mallet? Because Rich Rod's oh. the one that brought Mallet to Michigan. Let's keep ever, pulling these threads. I like. Uh, this. Did I ever tell you about the story? I sat next to a Michigan coach um, who was visiting Mallet um, down in uh, down in Texarkana, and I, I got on a plane with him at XNA, and I was flying to Chicago where he was he was flying as well, and I didn't know who he was, and. and you know, midway through the flight, he tells me he's an assistant at Michigan. He starts talking about Mallet, and he's like, "It came down to two guys at Michigan. One of them was Jimmy Clausen, the other one was uh, Ryan Mallet." And he said, "We like our guy better." And I went, "Oh, okay, okay." Yeah, I watched Mallet throw passes in that year that he sat out. Very few. I've never heard a guy throw a football like that. I mean, yeah, it you, it hisses. You heard it? Yes. It yep. hisses when he throws. I don't know how the, how those guys don't. All the guys that were catching passes from him don't have broken fingers. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, great, the, I mean, that's a great question. Does Arkansas get Mallet, or does Mallet go somewhere like Texas and and succeed Colt McCoy? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, just, just it's it's. I mean, we know how it turned out, but if certain events don't happen, you know what? What? Where? Where? Where are we? What? What might have been? Mm-hmm. You know? What about it? Hmm. Yeah. You could play this game all day. What if World War II doesn't happen? Bear Bryant comes to Arkansas, probably. Probably. Uh-huh. There you go. Then do you get Frank Broyles? Yeah, probably oh, not. Then, then probably oh, not. There then, you then go. Where does Frank go? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. If my, if uh, Saban stays in Miami with Drew Brees, does Brady win all the Super Bowls? Yes. Boy, that would have been something, yes. right? And, and, and AFC East in the 2000s with Drew Brees mm-hmm. and Nick Saban and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. That would have been okay. Oh. You been good with that? Oh. Instead, the Dolphins haven't mattered in 20 years. Really, I haven't. Yeah, here, Tanner and Tupelo said Bobby Bowden left West Virginia to go to Florida State. That's true. West Virginia must be where the space-time continuum, like, merges. Because all of these things are connected to West Virginia. And John Denver was on to something here. He was on to something. It it was West West Virginia A is a really cool place to watch a football game. Morgantown's pretty cool, except the part where they set the couches on fire. I could do without that. <laughs> okay. And those people, man, they love those Mountaineers. Man, they love the Mountaineers. They're very their whole setup, the way that, that school is run, the whole it's very similar to Arkansas. Very similar. And when they're good, man, West Virginia is fun. All right, Ruskin and Zach here on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. Ah, here's a good one. Yep. Chaz, if, if Mallet uh, hadn't turned sour in Baltimore, where does Lamar Jackson end and end up, and is he still the MVP? I got this. Mm. He ends up in Baltimore, and he's the MVP. Lamar Jackson's better than Ryan Mallet by a long stretch. That's true. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Five Zero. That's B L E A V Five Zero to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Creating some text here on uh, what we know, and then Seaman uh, says we'll end up on hillbilly headlines if we um, take this thing for a joyride back here. Oh, we're taking it for a joyride. <laughs> we're going to end up. On- we, you know, whether or not I'm, the goal is not to end up on hillbilly headlines. The joy, the the goal is to go joyriding in a or, mini X. We could dig a pool. We could do that. I don't want to destroy anything. I just want to drive it. 
No, I don't want to break. Oh, anything. you don't want to like. Oh, no. I want to break some. I want to break some dirt. I no, want to. No, I want to no, no, put no. that thing in the ground and let's go. That's no, what I want. No, to do. I just. I just want to drive. DQ. Do you know how to drive one? I mean, I could figure it out. I've driven like a tractor. Okay. It's go. probably See? very similar. Okay. All right. Uh, Dave says we know we don't have a backup quarterback if KJ gets hurt. We don't know that at all. We don't know that at all. So I would. Um, I would say that's not. Something we know. We know that there's continuity. You got Odom. You got um, uh, Kendall Bryles back. You got the quarterback back. We know some of the tendencies with those um, systems, right? What they like to do at this point. The language is the same. The system's the same. Most of these guys have been in it for 18 months or more. Right, right. I think we know Arkansas is going to be pretty good on, up front on the offensive side of the ball. We know that the guys are back. It's a really it's a big point of emphasis with the program. Um, so I think we know that. But all this other stuff is is wishing and hoping. Like it's just there's so little known, actually known. You know, all these headlines, such and such, could be a main factor, might be a, ma- a big factor, could be the difference. That's all That's all we have right now is uh, wishing and hoping right now. Well, it's conjecture. You, you don't yep. know. I mean, you're, you, you plug these guys in. Look, you recruited them for a reason. You plug them in. You believe that they can be. And I'm sure that there is information being dispersed through back channels that will tell you that certain things are going on and certain players are doing what, living up to the hype that maybe that, uh, that, that was thrust upon them. I mean, there's no way. I mean, everybody assumes Matt Landers is going to be this third option, and we haven't seen him play yet. I mean, we have a we have tape on him from when from his time at Toledo. I mean, we think he's going to be good, but all reports that we've heard, and from some pretty reputable people, people that we trust, that okay, Matt Landers is going to be good. My concerns are are, are probably my concerns are not on the offensive side of the ball. I think that offense is is simple enough that you can walk in in August and you can learn it. I think they, they make it that way because simple is fast and that's what they want to do. You can't make it super complicated if you want to go with the pace that Kendall Bryles does. My concern's on the other side of the ball. And it doesn't have anything to do with scheme. I think Barry Odom's proven that he can scheme it up and keep them in games. I'm concerned about certain areas in personnel. Hmm. Personnel is, is, I don't think they're quite there yet. If they're if they're talking about challenging Alabama on a year to year basis, if they're talking about challenging a Georgia, getting into that top four, I don't know that they're there yet on defense. You can mask some of it, but I don't know that they're there yet talent wise. We know, and we listen. They know about um, they they've had some schedules through the years, have they not? But we know they've never had a schedule like this. Everybody. Um, there's no, there's no. Um, now this isn't to say that they're going to be in twelve close games, but they are in twelve games against like real competition. Like Missouri State's a top five team in that level. Mm-hmm. That's a real, yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati's um, reputation speaks for itself. Oh, but they've lost so much. Yeah, but they've got a great coaching staff, so yeah, I they think do. they can find some dudes. Yeah, they're in the same spot you are. No. Which is, you know, they lost, you know, they lost their best players, but they recruited pretty well. Yeah. Like Fickle's five and four against Power Five teams. BYU's ranked. Mm-hmm. Liberty has a, a D one, a former D one quarterback again. Yeah. If a Brewer makes it all the yeah. way through Liber- November, so they're they're not playing a team that's got a fourteen game losing streak. Is no, what, no, I'm, not, what I'm saying. UAPB is not on the schedule. No, no, no. There's not going to be any. Hey, we're shortening the fourth quarter because we can't handle this anymore. Being the opponent, like like UAPB last year, no, you know the 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 attrition that you're going to take through an SEC schedule. And I don't care if you're playing even the back half of the schedule, which is softer than the front end of the schedule. The attrition takes it takes a toll when you're running into big bodies for 13 weeks. It takes a toll on you physically. There aren't many days off, they, you know, other than the bye week on their schedule. Last year's UAPB game was nothing more than an exercise. That was a week off. You're, there aren't any of those on this schedule. If you fall asleep against Liberty, they'll beat you. If you fall asleep against Missouri State, they will make it a lot closer than you want it to. 
You're going to blow we, Missouri State out. We know. Yes, yes, you are. Offensively, oh. offensive line, defensive line, they cannot compete. But you're, you're gonna you're you're going to beat them by a lot. But it's not because they are some like terrible program. They're better than UAPB. Yeah, yes, yes. They're, they're a good football team right. at you're, their you're level. You're going to overwhelm them because more on you and not as much that they right. suck. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, it's because exactly. you're better. That's it, it. And you're better and you're deeper. Right, right. Um, Shoot, I just lost the thread. Okay, so oh. let me ask you this. Yep. And I, I was talking with somebody this morning about this. We were talking about scenarios coming out of... Because I, I think the first two games, no matter what happens, I don't believe it matters going forward the rest of the year. Whether you're 2-0, and you're 1-1, and or you're 0-2. I really don't think it matters. Okay. Because I think Cincinnati's good. I think uh, uh, South Carolina's going to be really good. I think South Carolina's going to be that three-team in the East. The rest of the games are still winnable. I think they're going to go 2-0, and but I, I think they're going to struggle with South Carolina simply because Spencer Rattler's so good. Okay. okay. But if, if they start 0-2... Are you in panic mode? I'm not. Well, no, no. They I'm, will I'm, be. I'm, I'm, I'm the royal you. Are you yes. in panic mode? Absolutely, they are. Okay, if absolutely. If you're one and one, are you in panic mode? Mm. Is it? Which one do they win? You win Cincinnati. You lose to South Carolina. Level uh, panic mode. Slight. Okay, so here's okay. So what, because that's an SEC game. Okay, so if if we go by that. They have to start two and zero. Pressure's ratcheting yes, up. That's right. Yes. And what happens when teams are under a lot of pressure, high expectations? They crack at some point under that pressure. I don't think it matters. Uh, they're going to go two and zero, but I think it's going to be a struggle to get past South Carolina. I think they'll handle uh, Cincinnati. South Carolina would scare me simply because they can put up so many points. Yeah. If they go zero and two, your season's still in front of you. The balance of your yeah. season is still there. You're probably going to go eight and four. The rest of the way, okay, that's fine. That's where you were last year. You, you play your bowl game, yeah. whatever. But my point is, if you're panicking at one and one, that's that's troubling to me. That okay, we we have gone from man, they they couldn't win a game to now we expect them to beat top twenty five teams with regularity. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, how are we going to react? Yeah. Uh, JB says we know KJ's from Mississippi. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got that. Michael and Van Buren. Last year, Rattler sucked. No, he didn't. Go look at his numbers. Go look at his numbers and then tell me he sucked. Would you like me? To, yes, uh, please. Would do. You like me to do that? Rattler didn't I'm happy suck. To help. Oh. Caleb Williams was better. Uh, Rattler completed seventy-five percent of his passes, mm-hmm. eleven touchdowns, five picks. It's not sucking. Michael in Van Buren, go beat Alma, then get back to me. <laughs> and I have the temper problem? Really? I have the temper problem? Ah, it's football season. No, it's, Rattler didn't suck. Caleb Williams was better. Rattler had a lot of drama around him last year, especially with his dad. He's out in Columbia. He don't even have phones out there. That's true. there. There's not a lot going on in Columbia. Expectations are low. He's the guy. He is going to light some people up at some point. Rattler, everybody well, forgets. He, get, he, he gets a confidence booster because their first uh, game stinks. They play Georgia State at home, so they're going to – he'll be feeling good after sure. that no, performance. No, he's going to throw for 500 yards yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah, You also forget he was the Heisman favorite last year. Mm-hmm. Pressure. Everybody yeah. expected him to be the guy. He was the guy we were talking about you know, last year as the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. He didn't just get terrible overnight. Circumstances pushed him to the back burner. He transfers. He's in a place right now where he's the guy, and he is going to throw for a million yards. Well, pressure is a privilege. Yeah. So that is uh, that's part of it here. I want to also know. Okay, you've gone in your own state where you are operating day in and day out. You're seeing people. You're 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 running into people wherever it is: gas station, store, restaurants, campus, whatever it is. You've gone from some people have a passing interest to now you are the man. Everybody loves you. How will they handle that? Because that is, as Nick Saban calls it, the rat poison. You know you got a team. 
when they can handle success. And so far, they have handled success. We've we've wondered about this after a tough loss. They bounce back and they win. After a big win, they bounce back and they they play well again. So we have not had that in that up down up down in terms of the effort. Like there's been very few, if any, games. Can you think of a game where it's just like, boy, they just didn't show up today? Under Pittman, yeah, Georgia. Okay, they didn't show up in that one. So that was a hangover from the A and M thing, right? I don't know. No. No, 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 Georgia was really good. But th- you could tell that was a deer in headlights. They were not ready for that stage. Right. I mean, th- and and Georgia was great. They did everything that you wanted. Georgia was everything that you, they're, they're nightmare stuff. But they were, they were not ready. They did not show up for that game. And as it got worse, you could tell that they, they were just outgunned okay. in, in that but one. Other than facing the eventual national champion. And we're just talking about last year? In, in the Pittman era. Okay. Um, you know, the first time they played Georgia in the in twenty in the COVID year, I mean, they gave them a half. They did, and then Georgia was the better team over the course of sixty minutes because they've you know built the roster and all that. So we'll help I, build the roster. Know, anything around Alabama, I don't count because you know they're Alabama. Close game last year, though. Yeah, in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, year before it was fifty-two to three. Also true. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's that, the outlier. You're right, right about yeah, that. I mean, you, you push. Georgia. Everybody gets pushed around yeah, by those dudes. Uh, uh, Florida, yeah. um, uh, the the year Franks they went down to the swamp, yeah. and, uh, that that was sixty three thirty five. That they they were bad on defense that day. A and M beat them by eleven the year before. I mean, you show up for that See, one. They, the, there there are a few games where they show up and and they're just flat. There's some. Uh, well, my point is outside of against the best of the best, and maybe there's some people making an argument for Auburn last year. There's just not that game where they just can't function you know so how does that does that continue does that level of as consistent as you can be when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year old help uh, i mean it, it, can they continue to be as consistent i i had a media member point this out to me it does not work in the state works cover somebody else they avoid a three-game losing streak this year had one in 20 had one last year hmm you know, you go three years in a row with a three-game losing streak. That's trend. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't see three games consecutively where I don't where I, I just go okay. The L L L. I mean, you see anything in the schedule that you go okay? I mean, Bama probably. If the only thing that could be the the only stretch where you could have a is October. If the caveat is if Mississippi State has its crap together. Because there are there are there's school of thought out there that they're going to lose that game on some of the there, analytics. There is suddenly that. this movement for Mississippi State, yeah. and, I, and it goes back to your point you made a couple of weeks ago, which is every couple of years, Leach is very quiet. He just lays in the weeds, and then all of a sudden they jump up and start winning games. There is a lot of movement. They think that defense down there is going to be nasty. They do, yes. And if you look, Will Rogers is Will Rogers. They're going to score points with a good defense. That's a bad combination. But there is a there is a trend right now where people really think Mississippi State could be the surprise team in the West. They could do what Arkansas did last year. Mm-hmm. That's, it wouldn't shock me. Leach is a hell of a coach. That is a uh, that is a something there that um, all right that could happen. Yes. Who takes the bigger step backwards uh, among among all these teams? LSU was terrible last year. A and M won eight games. Arkansas or Mississippi? Which one of those teams takes the the biggest step? If A and M wins eight again, is it a step back? No, no, that's, I mean, that's... But they expect to be, you sure. know, freaking 11-1. They, ex- they expect to be, but again, we're not going to penalize okay. A&M for dumb voters. Yeah. I don't know. Who was the third one? Mississippi, Mississippi A&M, or Arkansas? Who, who's taking Probably the- Ole Miss. I mean, they won, what, they went 10 last year? They did. Yeah. See, because Arkansas won 8, then with the bowl game got to 9. Right. So I think they'll be in that 7-8 window again. So that's if they're there where they were last year. So you by think, your definition, you that's Miss, not a step back. Mississippi's going to fall back to seven. It depends. It, you know the, the thing about that. The thing about Ole Miss. I am alone on Cool Island, saying that you know, in spite of his past, Jackson Dart with Lane uh, Kiffin might be something. 
Everybody else thinks Jackson's art stinks. The, the running back so, that they got from TCU is going to be the reason that they're going to win games. Okay, they, they got themselves they got themselves a stud. But I mean, you know, if 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 you give Lane Kiffin like six months to work with me, I feel like I could play quarterback. That's how good he well, is. I mean, look, look, that's drug, not how good I am. That's drug, how good he drugs is. Are bad. No, don't say that. That's no, how good he is. All right. So it, I mean, he brought Matt Carell from the depths. Yeah. Yeah. Of a six pick game to sucked, a big yeah. season last year. No, I, I'm I'm in I'm in the same boat you are. I think Mississippi is about to to take a step backwards. I just don't know how far. No, I mean, it, okay, ten wins is a lot for them. Are they back to seven and five in the regular season? Hmm. Well, they're going to have to go six and two. Uh, their non conference is all right. Awful. Who takes the bigger, so, Who takes the bigger jump forward, Mississippi State or LSU? Hmm. Uh, the thing with LSU is you're all over the place with them. They got yeah. dudes. We know that. Brian Kelly, yeah. like him or not, dude can coach. Yeah. I'm looking at these schedules here. I mean, they play Florida State, but I don't know how good Florida State is now. Like, I don't know. Norvell's, Norvell says they're closer to winning the ACC than they've ever been. You mean even when, you know, Bobby Bowden was I there? Think, I like, think he was talking what about we... the, the split divisions, that sort of thing. You know okay. what? Well, you're, he you're said gonna, that, but you're going to have to show me. You know, if they go out and get killed on September 4th when everybody's watching, we're going to have they, we're going to have a few questions where, about where that. Assessment. The, the, where, it's LSU, Florida State. Where's that game? It's in New Orleans. Oh, they're going to play at the Dome. Mm-hmm. Yep. LSU's winning that game. That's a Sunday nighter. Yeah, Brian Kelly's going to. Hey, dude, I'm Sunday you, nighter. Brian Kelly knows what he's doing on a Labor Day weekend. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Uh, We do need a game. Thank you for the text. Yes, we do need a game. We're aware. We do need a game. We're the only ones that are aware that we need a game. Everybody else is pretending all this stuff is happening. Nothing's happening. We need a game. And we're the only ones that seem to be aware that we need a game. <laughs> Did you see the uh, uh, Florida staff pick that has been going around the internet? No. You know, we've all seen this a billion times in football. Everybody's in the stands, and they get the photo. The photo contains 140 staff members and 116 players. What? There's more people okay, in blue hang, polos hang, 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 than hang, uniforms. Hang, hang. When we say football staff, are we yeah. talking about like equipment managers? Are we talking about groundskeepers, people in the front office, that sort of thing? Because I could believe that. The whole look at this, the whole operation. Look at that. Look at that photo. He's looking at the photo right now. For yeah, those of you watching okay. us this, on News Channel Eight. There, this has got to include recruiting staff. That's oh, the whole organization. Okay, that I would believe. Yeah. No. Like if we're talking like 140 assistant football coaches, that's that's a little much. You want to talk about uh, bloated big government? 140 people to run a, flo- a football program in college? That's nuts. But we can't find any money to pay the players. Well, we're paying 140 people to do yeah, something. But you know how that goes. We ain't paying them that much. Oh no, the GAs are making well, worse money than we do. That's but I mean, correct. but still, I mean, it's something. For the effort, they're, you know. They're, they're getting paid very, very little. I remember when the support staff was like five people. Right, right. That's, you had a strength coach and a couple other people that ran like student life and stuff like that. That was it. And now, I mean, there's your analysts have analysts now working got, for them. You have assistant tutors. That's right. It's crazy. It's, uh, it's, very, um, it's very corporate. You know, an associate VP. Associate v- you, have a, you have VPs everywhere. Right. You have... Um, um, Executives uh, everywhere. You know? uh, Sean and Alma has sent in a text that I I, have, I take great umbrage with. He says uh, DQ has the most dirt road cred on this show. I don't think you realize how non-country DQ is. Okay, but I still feel like that's true. We need to have some sort of uh, 
dirt like a, road a trivia. Competition. Yeah, we need to have dirt road trivia. Because I feel like it's still true. Who has more dirt road credit? DQ or someone who grew up down a gates. dirt road doesn't mean I not drove down a dirt road. Uh-huh. I lived like five miles up a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. Right in Madison have you ever County. Bailed, have you ever bailed hay? Yes. All right. All right, Sean. Your point is well taken. <laughs> yeah, DQ lives behind different gates than you grew up. Behind. Yeah. Oh, those does. gates are to keep the livestock in. Yeah, barbed wire. <laughs> Your yes, gates are to keep the livestock out. No, no, no it was actually just to keep people out. That's, <laughs> yes, that's we, right. We didn't want the commoners in Pe- with us. People not in your tax bracket. That's keep correct. them out. That's, keep them out. That's, that's right. That was the whole point. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Austin wants to host uh, Dirt Road Trivia. All dirt right. Road Trivia, okay. Figure this out. No. There you go. There's another one. Free of charge. <laughs> There's another idea right there. There you go. Uh, someone brought up Pepe the Prawn oh, as the Muppet you want to yeah. eat. Okay. That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a shrimp. No. That's right. That makes the most sense. Yeah. No. I still think Big Bird. Okay. I mean, you can drunk chicken him, and <laughs> I mean, and you're eating for days. It's like getting one of those rotisseries. It's Sam. Exactly. You've got that thing. Uh, you're, you're good for now, a week. I don't want to de-feather him, because that seems like a lot of work. But think about those uh, the drums and legs on uh, can and you, thighs on that can thing. Can you imagine... Um, Big Bird on the rotisserie by the open flame, just rolling around and around and around at Sam's. That'd be something. <laughs> How did we get here? This is one of the stupidest conversations we've ever had. And, and that's that's, say, that's a big ass. That's saying something here. Yes. All right. You can join us if you'd like to. And God help you if you'd like to. At 866 yeah, well, what, what Muppet do you want to eat? <laughs> that's right. Four zero zero five. Oh man, uh, square or round bales yeah, that you DQ. Uh, DQ. What do you got? Well, both actually. Because oh, eventually, oh, oh, oh. my dad upgraded from a square baler to a round baler. So. Oh, okay. wow! All right? How about that? Mm-hmm. Take that four seven nine. And he wants a mini X now. Yes. Yeah. Why? I I don't know the full reason, but. Just to have one? He talks. He Just to have one, I think. Okay. Well, that's a cool card to throw down when you're with your buddies. Like, well, I, you know, I was on the Mini X. What, what about Fozzie? Fozzie Bear. I've never eaten yeah. bear. I haven't either. I, I was chased by a bear once, but... That, <laughs> well, shut up. <laughs> Both of you. I'm talking about like a bear in the woods. Yeah. Black bear. Uh, I don't really remember hey, uh, if it was black or brown. Hey, Bear. What is it? You're supposed to lay down if they're brown. Is that right? And you're supposed to you know take a swing well, at I it if it's a black bear. I think brown bears are more vicious. Yeah. It was, uh, I was Except a, they're cuter. Yeah, as, so, they, as they, uh, they rip your face apart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Several de- generations have been uh, desensitized to the danger of bears because everyone's got cute, cuddly teddy bears. These are vicious killers. <laughs> and, they, and, they're, and they can catch you. And they will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They will chase you down. And you'll be missing parts and, after. And they don't need a pursuit angle to come get you. No, they'll just, oh, they'll just right. straight chase you down. Quick twitch. Right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You know, it was, it was about this time, was it two summers ago, we were debating on whether or not the Bear could play defensive tackle? We were debating that because uh, but I don't believe there were any sports on at the time when we were debating and that. And that's why we were doing That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. There was a Bear in Fayetteville and spotted, like an actual Bear. And we were like, well, hey, Pittman, go sign this guy up. You know, he could clog yeah. up the middle. He played play the nose. That's a three technique. That's right, right there. yeah. Three? Exactly. Yeah, that's a three technique. No question. I'm going to pawn the dirt. Instead, they went out and got John Ridgway. Same thing. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's done very well. Yeah. Uh, Dennis in Springdale says he cringes every time we talk about outdoor stuff. Why? We are the show. Cringing and crying was once the tagline of the tag show. Line, yeah. That's right. College football is almost here, and we're helping you get ready as we do every season with Arkansas Game Day with a special one to start when Arkansas opens up against Cincinnati Saturday, September the 3rd. Now, we'll get things going at 9.30 a.m. Here's the deal. Tommy's going to be back in studio. Drew Barrett's going to be at Randall Ford, and I'm going to be at Sassy's Red House on college. Arkansas Game Day is always presented by Bud Light, and Curveball Whiskey is going to be at Sassy's Red House on college. Get ready for the opening game between Arkansas and Cincinnati with Arkansas Game Day. Heard live on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. 
Let's uh, talk to Joe and Avoca. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys. How are you all doing? It's early doing, for we're you. We're doing well, Joe. What, what's what's going on? Well, the cat's hungry. Here. Yeah. What's up? Uh, not much. I, I got a story about a unattended uh, practice. All if right. you want to hear it. Unattended what? Uh, Tractor? Oh, tractor. In this case, a backhoe. I I guess you'd call it a backhoe. Not a mini backhoe, you know, the full-grown one. Anyway, uh, we went to a party in the 70s out by Ventress. That used to be a campground on Beaver Lake. Now I think it's just a boat launching area. You drive out by Garfield, and that's how you get to it. Anyway, we were there on a Friday night. Had some kind of keg party going on down there. There's just a bunch of, bunch of you know, young people like me. I was young back then. I used to be young, believe it or not. But anyway, uh, we were leaving. My buddy, he was, he had a, oh, what do you call it, a, a gremlin. That was his car. Oh, that's how, oh wow! That's how long ago it was. He had one of them AMC gremlins, and that. They were working on the road on the way out. It was all dirt and stuff. And there was a big mud hole there. And they had it all blocked up with them, them old kind of barricades that looked like kind of like hurdle things, you know? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he, he pulls over there in the mud. And he's axle deep. And there's no way to get him out. And there's a backhoe sitting over there where they've been working on it. I go over there and they left the keys in it. And you just uh, turn on the key and you push your palm back in. I don't know how back those. Or this was a long time ago, but you push your palm down on the starter and I got it started. But it was dark and I couldn't see, you know, Jack, you know what? Yeah. yeah. And he's got all them levers and um, <laughs> we didn't have flashlights. You know, that was long before we had flashlights on the phones and drunks are woefully prepared. As you can always imagine. Anyway, somebody pulls up behind us. He's leaving the party, too. He knows how to drive one. He gets in there. He gets under that old gremlin with the bucket. He lifts it up out of that mud hole. Didn't make put a scratch on the car. That old backhoe is stuck up to the, oh, to the engine in the mud when he gets done with it. He can't get it out. <laughs> So I figure this is way past the limit of or uh, statute of limitations, so I can hear this. But anyway, I bet when them boys got back there on Monday morning to start working on that mud hole, they just said, "What the hell happened here?" <laughs> That's right. All right. But anyway, anyway, if you if you find one out and you're stuck, it's a, it could be a godsend. You never know. Go home. Go Hogs. Thank you, Joe. Go Tigers. That's right. That's uh, okay. right. I, this is the most country story I have. I don't know if I've told this one. Yeah, even DQ. And, even, okay, go. Have you? Have I? I don't know. We're going to find out. Here's the most country story I have. All right. We were out one Saturday summer night. This guy we knew uh, farmed. We got a Jeep, a Silverado, and a smaller tractor all stuck in the mud. And then we had to have a bigger tractor come in and get everybody out. Why? What were you doing? We were trying to drive through mud in the Jeep oh. with no doors on. Because that's what you do when you're 18. Oh, right? No. Well, that's what we, that's <laughs> that's what what we tried did. to do. And yeah. what did we learn from this? That um, uh, hey, if you're going to do that, make sure you have plenty of daylight. Because we were losing the light by the time the yeah. second tractor had to make an appearance. We were out there a while. And, um, yeah, if you're going to go jeeping in the mud, you better, or mudding in a jeep, whichever way you jeeping put Jeeping in the mud. Or mudding in a jeep. Okay, I don't know what right, it is. I don't know. I don't. In apostrophe. Mudding. Um, you know, so it's not muddy. You, you better have, you better, you better know what you're doing. I don't think we knew what I we were saw, doing. I was passengering, by I the way. saw a guy on, well, on TikTok who got stuck in the mud. And apparently the new thing is to chain two by fours to your tires and then it just you put two or three of them on there, and it just you 
walk your way out of it. Because everybody's just got those laying well, around. Well, I, I think if you're one of these people that does the mudding uh, from... I was mudding. mudding. If you're one of the people, this is something that you should probably invest in. It's just a thought. Well, you got to have chains and stuff. You're going to yeah. do that because you're going to get stuck right. at some point. Yeah. Uh, Be stunned that we hadn't heard that story from before. So good for you. Right. Yeah. Right. Look, look at yeah, you. It was a Jeep um, uh, Cherokee. No, Wrangler. <laughs> the one with no take yes, the doors that would off. Be a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. It was a '95. I remember that. Oh, that's your. I, I had a '98. They were great cars. So then, uh, one of the put his, we got a Z71 out there, and that got, and that stuck. got stuck. And then we got like the small tractor with without a cab. It was just like the seat. We got that stuck. Then we had to bring in the tractor with the big air conditioned cab, the big right. ninety thousand dollar job. And how that combine? Not no, it didn't have anything attached to it. Oh. It was just the tractor, and that got everybody out of there. Okay, I used to. My grandpa used to have one of those, and. Every now and then we'd go out to his farm. I was, as a kid, I, I marveled at the fact that the tires were taller than me on that tractor. <laughs> that just blew my mind for some reason. That those John Deere tr- uh, tires were bigger than they're bigger than me. And I was a tall kid back then. Still are. Yeah, I'm still a tall kid. I'm tall both ways, north and south and <laughs> east, east and west. And west. Right. Vertically and horizontally, <laughs> that's, yes. That's right, yes. Yeah. Double threat. That's, it's a double threat, that's right. That's right. Yeah, did you drive the tractor? No, no, I wasn't driving. No, I was I was just observing the whole scene. I wasn't even driving the Jeep. I was just So you were just I was a, a sidekick. Ran- you yeah. were just a random kid out there watching people get the cars. I was a sidekick, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't even have great cell phones then either. Like we had like the Nokia fifty one fifty or whatever those things were. Fifty one sixty? I don't know. Here's the You're the one you play Snake what, what, on. What, what kind of truck was it? A what a Z what? Z seventy one. Okay. Yeah. Um here's a text of the four seven nine. What the hell are you taking a Z seventy one mudding for? There's no way that doesn't get stuck. Hey, I was. That's what they had. That's what both. We had two of them. One of the guys had uh, each of the two like farm guys. They both had a Z71. Farm guys. No, they're farm guys. Well, yeah. Can you say that? They're farm guys. They farm were, they, guys? They, they helped run a farm. So, I mean, they're farm guys. They helped run an actual farm where you plant things and <laughs> they grow. I don't know. You could not sound. <laughs> More out of touch with <laughs> with the common clay of the New West. That's right. Yes, but you're an expert at that, so I feel uh, I once planted something. It didn't grow, but I did uh, did plant it. Yeah, that and I um I like hit a stump or something and went off of a dirt road into the ditch in the mud in the driving rain in my little S10 once. I had to get pulled out of there. That How was, did you hit a stump? I don't know. It was pouring down rain. I was on a dirt road. Well, apparently you and weren't on a dirt road. It was either a big rock or a st- something. Was in the, there was an obstruction if of some kind. If you're on a dirt road, yeah. you did. You weren't on a dirt road if you hit a stump. Well, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I hit something. Was it? Up? We bottomed out, and then all of a sudden, crap, splash, hmm. splash. That's what we were. Wow. We. It was. I was the only one there. Had to come get me out of that situation. Because I was, the vehicle was not moving. <laughs> farm guys, aka farmers. He's a farm guy. <laughs> farmers. <laughs> um, this individual goes uh, mudding in the Toyota Camry. Now that's a that that I would like to see, put that's that on TikTok. Take the doors off of that thing. Put, go the, put that on yeah. TikTok. Have you ever driven in a Jeep Wrangler with no doors on on a nice day? Yes, I had. A oh, Wrangler. it's fantastic. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. Yes, it's it, the only uh, way to go. I had a Wrangler for a couple of years, and it was a terrific car. It's now, wild, wildly impractical. Now, in the winter, those cars suck. Yeah, they do. Because it is yeah, cold in there. It is. And it takes about a month for the heater to get cold. Well, you just wait till summer. <laughs> That's right. Yes. But in the summertime, that is, that is a fun it is, deal. It is delightful. Get the top off. Get the doors off. Let's go. Let's go driving around Cersei. I had, Friday night. Let's mine, go. Mine had a soft top where yeah, the doors right. just popped that's off. Right. And yep, you that's right. Yep. That's what rolled that's what, the soft top back. That's and, that's yeah. the that's like the one I got. Like we got stuck it's in the mud. Beautiful shade of red. Ooh, yeah, look I, at li- that. I liked it. It was five yeah. speed manual. Yeah, yeah. Four wheel drive. Five in the floor. Yeah, I never got <laughs> stuck like I do now. <laughs> just pulling out of my driveway. That's right. That's right. DQ. Okay. Hmm. Have you ever had a Jeep? Yeah, my dad has one. Like a new one? No. Like an old one? Yeah, like an old oh, one. Oh, cool. Wrangler? Yeah. We had a guy in school that had one of those, uh, like like a Scout. Remember those old oh, yeah, SUV yeah, yeah, yeah. Scout? That was a great... That was that was great. What Muppet would you want to go mudding with? Hmm. 
Janice. So we're going all, all. Jan- Janice, right? Jan- yeah, I think Janice would be impressed yeah, if you got, you got so. the truck going in the yeah. mud. Yeah. Zoot would be a lot of fun to take. <laughs> Zoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about Sweetums? I mean, if you get stuck, Sweetums can, can get, get you, you out. That's you a right great point. Out, so. You're all, oh, Sweetums again. Yeah. Sweetums wins most of the arguments on Muppets. Very useful. <laughs> yes. Utility man. A great guy to have in your court. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He can play, come off the bench. He can DH, yeah. play a little outfield. Move your car. Sweetums. Move. If you get stuck, he can get you. That's right. It works. Well, in the Muppet movie, he lifted that uh, VW and moved it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yes. Jack not named Jack Job. That's right. <laughs> See? Sweetums. All right. Okay. Oh, Animal. That's who you want to go mudding with, Animal. That's yeah, right. Animal. Well, I'd want to go into a bar fight with Animal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. He's a lot crazy. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two guys who sit in the balcony. Statler and Waldorf. That'd be like going with us. <laughs> That's right. You don't want to take us, man. <laughs> no. No bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I think we've uh, we've made it very clear um, <laughs> over the last uh, little while that we're not the rugged outdoorsman you're looking no, for. No, 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 no. You're going like to a. Uh, These are not the hogs that you are looking for. <laughs> Remember that one? Yes, that was. Um, Give me the hogs, Chuck. These yes, are not the yeah, pigs are, that you are looking for, or whatever. Was that JW who did that? I don't know. It sounded. Yeah, it may have been. I don't know if it's still on. Yeah, the we're going to do that next Friday before the game. No, give me the hogs, Chuck. Yeah. That's right. Give me the hogs, the Chuck. Friday. Yeah. Give me the hogs, Chuck. That's right. Yeah. Often imitated, never duplicated. Never duplicated. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right, it's uh, 29 till the hour here on Ruskin and Zach. Well, here's – so I saw that Todd Furman uh, doesn't like uh, KJ. You know, remember Todd Furman? Yeah, we had him on Vegas, last... We Vegas had him ins- on. Vegas insider who hates Musselman and uh, now also hates um, uh, KJ Jefferson. And by the way, um, if you're falling into, like, uh, you know, sending nasty tweets to this guy, he's winning, not you. Yeah. You know, he, he's playing 3D chess, and you're there, uh, you know, rubbing two sticks together. But anyway, the criticism, though, that he has actually sounds like a compliment, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you. This is from Best of Arkansas Sports. that uh, did a piece on this. Uh, Kendall Bryles has turned K.J. Jefferson into a guy that was big and athletic, and now all of a sudden he's a real starting quarterback. He's done some things to accentuate K.J. Jefferson's best attributes and hide things K.J. will never be able to do as a quarterback. Uh, Zach, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you are the offensive coordinator, isn't it your job to do things that the quarterback can do well and not run plays that the quarterback can't? 100%. So basically, this criticism is a compliment. Correct. That Arkansas and Kendall Bryles are actually doing really well because they accentuate the positives with KJ, and they don't do a lot of things he can't do well. Yes. So how? <laughs> yes. No. Hundred percent. You're trying to rip him. You can't even rip him. Like Todd Furman. Like he's he's trying to poke holes in KJ Jefferson in Arkansas. He can't even do that. <laughs> you are. Uh, you, you, he. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not there. Look, there were things Tyler Wilson couldn't do. There were things that Ryan Mallon couldn't do. There were things yes. Brandon Allen couldn't do. And guess what? They didn't call plays for things that they couldn't. do. Right. Yes. Exactly. KJ Jefferson has some flaws. He really does. But when you mask them and you do things that he's good at, that's when you start moving that the ball. That is the entire job of the offensive coordinator. Exactly. Here's our quarterback. He gives us the best chance to win. How do we put him in the best position to succeed? Here's what he does that's well. That's the whole job. Here's what he does well. One, <laughs> two, three. Let's do those three things. How is this a knock? It's this not. is the job. It's not a knock. The job is to put him in a position to succeed and then put the offense in a position to succeed. And basically, Todd Furman said, that's what they're doing at Arkansas now. Yeah. Well, good, because that's that's what what you're supposed supposed to do. You don't want a Ben Hicks situation where we're trying to do a bunch of things he can't do. Because then you have nothing. It's called coaching. (laughs) Yes. It's it's game planning. It's coaching. So get off my guy, Todd. But he's... This criticism isn't a criticism. Okay. You have just said what they are doing. If if I okay. read this and I'm Kendall Browse, I'm like, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, here's a text on the 417. Honest question. What are KJ's weaknesses? All right. You want to you take a swipe at it? Um, He's not 
accurate deep ball throwing. That's one. You get over about 25 yards, he's not particularly accurate. He threw a lot of 50-50 balls last year that Burks went up and got. You know, in with without a, a proven go-to receiver who can go do that sort of thing, that's dangerous. And you certainly can't do that at the NFL level. You're not throwing a ball up hoping your guy's just going to go get it. He, when his his mechanics are not terrific, go watch the uh, the Mississippi game. Threw a lot of balls out, like off balance. I'm sure these are things that they they've also noticed and worked on through the spring. So some of this may get cleaned up, but based on what we saw last year, his mechanics are not great. Go back to the uh, the the Outback Bowl and throw it great. He really did. What he did was he was able to run it and keep Arkansas out in front of Penn State. Mechanics are a big one, and and those two you know maybe tied into each other. The, the the deep ball, just not something he does real well. A lot of their passes last year were just flip it out, get it quickly out of his hands, and down and you know into the flats to to a guy in space and let him run. Hmm. They, there were some struggles early on reading defenses. They kept it very simple for him first couple of games. They expanded the package as the year went along, but there was a lot of one read stuff. And, you know, again, experience towards the end of the year, he was getting better at that. But, I mean, that's just three quick ones just off the top of my head. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not hes not the he's number not one Andrew player Luck. in the sport. No. So there are things that I – mean, and, and, by the way, you want that. Like, if he thinks that he's got it all figured out, he's not going to no. get better. Like, no. you, you he, need to work on some it's things. It's a different style. You know, where Andrew Luck was very cerebral, he couldn't do the physical things that K.J. Jefferson could, can do. So yeah. he had to be better standing in the pocket and delivering. K.J., when he stands in the pocket and, you know, people are starting to push up, you know, that pocket starting to collapse, his percentages go down. His yeah. best attribute, the thing that he does best is the threat of the run. Yeah. Yeah, there's some... <laughs> there's yes. some text... Tommy, they're trashing KJ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Uh, the, when your criticism is, you know what? They only do things that he can do well. That's not really a knock. That's sort of the object of the game that we're playing here. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.